0: good morning what's going on everybody so we did have a trade go down in our league is uh it was offered jacob and his team of many names i guess that might be his next team name tenacious d's send uh tight end darren waller to my team the Kyler Moore show for running back Devin Singletary. If you haven't been following Singletary, he basically made LaShawn McCoy and his higher contract expendable in Buffalo. So he was going to take over as not the lead back. It's still going to be more of a committee. Singletary's an excellent runner, very shifty. If you saw him play, he was involved in the passing game as well, the first two games. Then he got hurt in, towards the end of the, the, the second game. And ever since then, he'd been basically resting. He almost came back and they decided to give him one more week off before they went into the bye week. And so now he's got a great matchup with Miami. He's got a very favorable schedule going forward and he'll, he's more of like an Austin Eckler type guy. The only difference is he doesn't have to deal with Melvin Gordon. Frank Gore, we know, uh, it's good for at least anywhere from 12 to 17 touches a game with Singletary. He'll come in, take a lot of the work from TJ Yeldon. So Singletary's one who has a lot of upside and potential and is someone that if he does it play on the level that Buffalo and some of the fantasy guys uh, expect, he could be someone Jacob can maybe hold on to a year or someone he might put on a contract. We'll see how it works out. Meantime, I get Darren Waller. I needed a tight end very bad losing Dis, uh, Disley to injury. He's out for the year with a torn um, Achilles or a ruptured Achilles. So I was dead in the water because if you look at tight ends, I mean, I was looking for anyone that might have had a good matchup. The Buffalo Bill one, um, I think I believe his name is Knox. He plays the Miami Dolphins. So I thought, hey, when in doubt, grab a tight end who's playing the Cardinals or Dolphins. But the Cardinals uh, are playing Evan Ingram, and Matt is not going to trade him unless you offer him – the Titanic or something well that's a bad analogy Titanic went down sinking but basically a big deal you're going to have to offer to get someone like that away from Matt so uh, the offer came through I I think it's a win-win for both teams he doesn't need two tight ends Unless something happens to Hunter Henry, but he's got Henry who came off an incredible game, 36 points. So that's usually what you do in fantasy. If you have an abundance or multiple players in the same position and you cannot play them both or there's not really a need to play both, you can hold one in case an injury comes. It is a good backup plan or you can make a move and make a trade to upgrade in another area. And my favorite position to upgrade in or to have as many as possible is running backs. They are the hardest things to fill in. Even at wide receiver, you might be able to pull like a, a Tate or a, a, a Samuel or somebody from a team. We just saw this last week. Um, oh my gosh, his name escapes me now. do I? Don't know. Oh, Dante Pettis. There we go from the Niners. Um, Pettis went out there, had a, had a pretty solid game. You can always find a receiver for a week here and there uh, or a good streamer. So they're easier to find. Running backs are extremely hard. I mean, just go look week to week, look at the the charts and judge the top 10 receivers that are on waiver wire and judge the top 10 running backs. It's disgusting. So uh, it was a move that benefited Jacob, a move that definitely benefited me. We'll see if Waller puts up. I don't expect him to be. I think as the season goes on, teams are going to continue to try to take him away. The Raiders need Terrell Williams to be out there. The Raiders need, you know, other weapons out there to help take the the coverage off. If they're not out there, like against the Bears, they had multiple guys injured. If they're not out there, it's going to basically be they're going to just try to take away Waller and Jacobs. Jacobs was successful against the Bears in London, but Waller really, Waller's backup tight end actually did uh, lead the team in targets. So they were really zeroing in on him. So we'll see. Uh, It's a safe move for me, uh, safe move for him. Nothing, there was no, it's no. You know, this is not like a a Christian McCaffrey trade or something. So that's it with the trade for the day. Let's get into some of the guys who were picked up in the waiver wire. There were some good ones grabbed. Let's scroll back. We had, well, let's see. I I like to always start off. It says first one, but I don't think this is always the first one. It just randomly comes in. Terrell Williams, we were just speaking about that. Uh, Jacob of the Tenacious Ds dropped uh, Mikko Hartman, who... You know, had the luster's kind of dying off with him now. He actually had a pretty respectable few games when he was in there. Last week even had an okay performance with 12, 13, highlighted with a 17-point performance against Baltimore. But with Tyreek Hill back, Hill is basically that that position, that deep threat. And, you know, uh, Patrick Mahomes is going to continue to want to look to Hill, not Miko Hardman, who could still have some value. But Terrell Williams is a much more valuable piece. I just really hope he's healthy and comes back for Oakland in a uh, matchup where they might have to throw against Green Bay Packers. But that was a big pickup for Jacob. We looked right there. Um, Brian with a very interesting move. As we saw, he has Carson Wentz. He's got a solid quarterback, but he made a great move picking up Josh Allen. Nick had him for a while, and then Nick dropped him for the bye week. It was was a little shocking because Allen – Still put up 24 points, had a 21-point game. Didn't do too well against New England on that game, three interceptions, and, but he did get hurt, so he didn't get a chance to really try to rally and salvage his day so that you can't hold that a totally against him. Against the Titans, 19 points, but the Titans are a very good defense, and they had the bye week. Now listen to this schedule. At home against Miami, the only downside on that would be you could say, oh, well, he's at home against Miami. They're going to have such a big lead. They're just going to go to Singletary and Gore and the run game. Well even if that's the case to get that big lead it's either going to be through the defense or through Josh Allen and Josh Allen can run himself. he can do plays where he scrambles He's an excellent rushing quarterback you know he's got games of 46 yards 30, 38 yards 27 yards and three rushing touchdowns so he's he's a threat but he's at home against Miami at home against Philly that um, the Phillies uh, corners are terrible. We've seen a lot of quarterbacks have big games against the Eagles at least passing wise. Then it gets at home against Washington, another bad defense. Then at Cleveland, that will be more of a defensive battle, I am assuming, because both teams have pretty solid defenses. Then week 11 at Miami, week 12 at home against Denver. So the matchup's really good for Josh Allen. This is the time you want to have Allen. I think his extra running is going to help out. But that is a great play if Wentz has a tough matchup, although we saw him with a tough matchup against the Vikings, and he still managed to put up 29 points for Brian in a good game last week. But, man, it does not hurt to have Josh Allen as your backup with that schedule. I mean, it's it's almost tempting. I'm wondering, you know, what's Brian going to do? Is he going to say, you know what, it, maybe he'll give it a look, see how he does. If he annihilates Miami, you might see Josh Allen in there for the next few weeks. Like we went down his schedule, very favorable for the Buffalo Bills. Good time for Jacob as well to trade for Devin Singletary. He's going to have a lot of good matchups, and he's back and healthy. Another pickup was uh, Dino Dan. He got rid of Paul Richardson Jr., who's been a nightmare, did nothing for him. Picked up a linebacker from the Atlanta Falcons, Devondre Campbell. You look at Campbell's stats. He had a 37-point game with the 17 tackles against the Titans two weeks ago. That is a monster game. That's what you want to look for, the tackles. Then against Houston, double digits, nine last week against Arizona. And he's getting 15 and 18 points. If he can just get a deflected pass or a forced fumble, which could easily pop up, he's going to be averaging over 20 points a game notwithstanding right now he's at 17 so top 10 linebacker very interesting move for dino dan as he does have keekley but i don't know if carolina is coming up on the bye week soon or if they'd already had it i don't believe they've had the bye week but dino dan planning ahead another move by tenacious d dropping tj hawkinson we saw that he already had two tight ends this is before he made the waller deal he did that afterwards but he picked up benny snell jr not No relation to Blake Snell from our Fantasy Baseball League and the Tampa Bay Rays, but they do have the same chin. Just kidding. Uh, uh, Snell is a, very, uh, a great grab. He had 70 carries for 75 yards against the Steelers. He could be in the mix because we know um, Samuels is out, will be out for at least the next three weeks. And so if Connor is not healthy after the buy, we saw him go down with a small injury. If Connor does not play or if he even gets 50-50, Snell could be a dangerous option in that Steeler, Steeler uh, running attack. So very good um, add that you can just stash and see what happens. Those are the kind of moves, like we said, running backs are the hardest things to find. So very good move. Christian picked up the Jaguars' defense. Even with the Jalen Ramsey trade, they still have Boye on the other side. They still have a solid defense. Um, back-to-back double-digit point games against a very tough Saints team. They held them to 13. This week they get Cincinnati. you got to love that matchup. Then at home against the Jets. Um, and then they, they do have some other matchups down the line that are favorable if Christian holds on to them. But anybody who's playing a team with the Bengals who are struggling and have so many injuries like they are and are almost at the point where they might just be playing for uh, a top pick. you know, They might be trying to battle the Dolphins for the number one overall pick. As well as the Redskins, as the Bengals are winless and haven't really looked close to winning, other than Arizona and Seattle. Another grab by Dino Dan is he does have a tight end, but he he picked up uh, Darren Fells. That was someone I was actually looking into. I didn't want to use my waiver wire pickup to get Darren Fells, but he was the one that I said once the waiver's clear, I'll probably look in Darren Fells. But then I was thinking with Knox. It's tough because, you know, you want to go Fells, who's actually getting the targets. You know, I really do like that grab for Dino Dan, just in case um, Herndon's not healthy. Chris Herndon from the Jets, if he's ready, he might play, but he's got a tough matchup against New England, so he, you know, that's a tight end you want to stash and keep as your everyday starter. In the meantime, till you see how good he and healthy he is, you get Fells. You know who I, I believe he might have led the team in targets last game, but he had 12 points, 16 points, 15 points. So he's had double digits three of the last four games. That's what you're looking for in a tight end, and that's it. And you can grab him off the waiver wire. Very good grab. Like I said, I was looking into him, Dino Dan. Uh, but I, I it, if you got him, good move. But even if you didn't get him, I think I was tempted more to go with Knox just for this week because he's got the Dolphins coming up. And Knox did lead his team in uh, targets last week, but only with five. You know, so I like I said, I think Buffalo's gonna rely on the run game. They might get a few deep balls to uh, John Brown, that'll really help Allen. We'll see who has the better performance. But overall, tight ends that I like more and who's been more consistent because Knox only had one good game. You know, Fells has had three, like we said, three of the last four. I do like Fells more, so I do like that grab. Dino Dan Cam Newton, mmm, Cam Newton dropped LaShawn McCoy and picked up Brandon Bolden. That was a very interesting move as McCoy. I'm looking to go after McCoy. You know, by the time you hear this, the waivers will pass. We'll see if I get him. I'm number four. I've been contemplating all day. You know, do I go after him? I don't need him when you got Saquon Barkley coming back. I got Ezekiel Elliott. I got Derrick Henry. But, and then even Austin Eckler, who's at my four string now, he was one of my top, but he's dropped down. He's fallen so, so bad. Him and uh, Melvin Gordon, it's hard to even trust them. But at least he's still a warm body that you can throw out there that you know he could get multi you know, multi-targets. So but LaShawn McCoy, he's got some interesting matchups coming up. So I might not get him. You know, I I'm number four on waiver wire. There's three people ahead of me. Uh, Eric. I'm trying to remember who else. Maybe not Jose. If Jose, I don't think Jose would go after him. Nick. Nick might go after him. So we'll see who gets him in the morning. You by the time you already listen to this podcast, you can find out who got him or not. But Jose dropped him. He had been doing too well and the Chiefs the offense in general is not doing too well, but he picked up Brandon Bolden. Very interesting move. You know, Bolden had, has had three straight double-digit games, 11-10, and then 24. He's been a real big factor in the receiving game uh, and getting the touchdowns. The reason he had such a big game last game is I think you add 10 points to the punt block. And what was funny was he had that punt block – But on the punt block, it was more of a he pushed the guy in front of him into the kick, and the kicker hit the back of the offensive lineman's helmet. So you get credit for a punt block on that, I guess. Somebody has to. It's kind of like an RBI in baseball sometimes. uh, Somebody's got to get credit for it, even if they didn't really make a play on it. But so those numbers, if you just look at the numbers, it could be a little misleading because Bolden's not going to run out there blocking punts every week. But he is double digits. He, He has had three straight games better than McCoy has so, interesting move. We'll see what it goes from there. The whole thing is if Rex Burkhead does not play, Bolden continues to be a big factor in that Patriots offense. And then that was it. That was it. Uh, after that, they the waivers, we saw some people uh, rolling with Mahomes. He did pick up Rick, Rex Burkhead. I think Burkhead has more value than Bolden if he's healthy. Right now he's still questionable if he'll be playing. We saw that uh, three, in week three he had 18 points with a touchdown, so that was a big game. Austin picked him up, dropping the Redskins. Austin made a great grab, you know, streamed the the Redskins defense last week against the Dolphins. That's all you needed. Team trash. Eric, excellent move. I had this guy on my watch list. I'm sure some of us did, but nobody grabbed him off the waiver wire. I was trying to contemplate who would I drop for him. You know, I'm not going to drop Fitzgerald. I'm not going to drop Will Fuller, especially after I burned the number one waiver wire on him and he let me down. Unless Fuller gets hurt, he's going to stay on my roster the rest of the season. Um, So I'm trying to think who would I – and then it comes down to once you have him on your team, who are you going to play him over? The interesting thing is, I think the way he looked in that game, and before I go too much into it, we're talking about Alan Lazard. Uh, I believe Aaron Rodgers calls him the Liz- the Lazard King, like the Lizard King. Uh, 17 points. You know, he came in there four catches, 65 yards and a touchdown. And what I loved is why I looked him up that night and said, oh, I'm putting him on my watch list, is that when he caught the ball, he had such anger. He had such, I mean, he was looking to hit guys. There was that one where it looked like he could have went out of bounds and he lowered his head and shoulders and just popped the DB and sent him back. And I was like, dude, this guy, man, why is this guy not already out there? Aaron Rodgers, like you said, he heard Aaron Rodgers was giving him praise, and you saw it on the field, and we see that the Packers receivers are a mess right now and injured. This could be, this is the kind of move where you go, this could really, really benefit Eric with a stack. Let's say Lazard comes out there, is the main one, or number two, you think Aaron Rodgers isn't going to be looking for him? Heck yeah, he is. After the performance he did, after he saw the toughness that he did, and that touchdown that he caught... How many targets did he get? He had five targets right there and caught four of them for 65 yards and that touchdown, which was awesome. Way to hold on to it. I liked him. I just had nowhere to put him, you know, and I, so when I saw Eric get him, I was kind of bummed. I was like, man, you know, I should have acted, but I didn't know what to do. He's one of those guys where he's got very, very big potential, but at the same time, it could turn out to be nothing. So if it does become nothing, you don't want to give up too much. Eric didn't have to give up much. He just picked him up, I think, because he's got guys on IL, injured list. But Alan Lazard, I really like that grab for Eric. We talked about the trade. Jose with another move, added JJ Watt. I think he had him before and then dropped him, and he picked him back up again. So we'll see what's going on with Watt. He did have a few solid games. I believe he had a 20 point game as well. Not this last week, but throughout the season. And the last move uh, made on the day so far was I picked up the Colts defense. Now that I made that trade for Waller, I do not need Dawson Knox. And the Colts' defense, well, it's obvious why I picked them up. They have a pretty good schedule coming up, you know, between Buffalo and uh, Denver – or Buffalo and Indianapolis. Just picking them up, thinking, you know what, they might have – I might play them a week when I don't – when Buffalo might have a tough matchup. But that was it for our players picked up. We'll see if anyone gets LaShawn McCoy. If anyone in the top three right now – waiver wire order goes Nick. Let's look at Nick's team. You know what? I'm not going to get too much into this. Nick already has a chief, Damian Williams. So he might grab him and say, forget you, Damian Williams. But Steve, Eric, those three are the ones ahead of me. We'll see which one of those goes after. I wouldn't be shocked if Eric went after him. Steve loves those old veteran guys. Steve can go after him uh, or Nick can go after him. I doubt he'll fall to me at number four. We'll see what's going on with that. So with all that done... We Tomorrow morning is Thursday, so let's get some game reviews in. We'll get at least at least three of them in, and we will not start with my team. We will start with the teams that just pop in front of me. And the first game that I see is mm, Cam Newton against Full Blown Seagulls. This will be a very good matchup. I believe both teams have won two straight games, uh, three and three and two and four. So without further ado, let's cover it right now. Jose is favored by five nearly five point four points with uh one oh no Jose's the underdog they're giving him five Jose's uh, underdog 142 to 136 let's start with the quarterbacks Dak Prescott at home against Philly Matt Ryan at home against the Rams Now the big story was the Patrick Ramsey trade And Ramsey is They're doing everything they can to get him in this game Get him out there trying to cover Julio Jones And take him away We'll see if that happens Oh, as a Rams fan, I hope to God that happens As a fantasy fan I'm pretty sure Steve and Christian Do not want that to happen You do not want Matt Ryan Anything to jeopardize getting Matt Ryan Or Julio Jones points if you had to tell me right now with quarterbacks my gut still thinks that the Rams will play better but they haven't you know until they show it you know that the Niners actually threw on them but ran on them the Niners did basically what they wanted a lot in that second half but the Niners still didn't put up over 50, like the Bucks did. I think if we saw the Niners go put up 50 points, even if the Rams had scored 30, that would ha- I would have more fear than that than what the Ra- the Niners did do. The Niners did run; they did what they wanted to do, and they tried to just control the clock, which was genius move. Of course, they didn't need to. The Rams weren't doing anything with the ball, but I will see how how good the Falcons do. I'm I'm expecting a, both teams to be in the 20s, maybe one of them in the 30s. So that fares well for Matt Ryan. But Dak Prescott, I got to think, unless the Cowboys want to try to change your game plan, they're at home, uh, division rival, but a very bad secondary. You got to think Prescott's going to throw all over them. We talked about how uh, every time someone plays the Eagles, they have big games. The disappointing thing is Amari Cooper's not going to probably play. I've heard nothing but negative things, so that's killing me in my game because Amari Cooper last year against Philly, I believe, put up 45-50, to 50, somewhere in there. And he had a three-touchdown game. He ate them alive last year. I can't imagine what he would have done on this defense. So very disappointing for me. Really big help for Steve, who's playing me this week. And it hurts uh, Dak Prescott as well. I mean, he's still going to have other targets. He's still got uh, – Gallup in there, you still got Witten, you still got Zeke who's catching a lot of balls recently so it's not like it's going to hurt him in that bad secondary. I think with Smith as well, the deep threat sorry Dino Dan, I had to hold that in so if right now looking at that they have uh, Matt Ryan outscoring him by four points for the week I would rather have Prescott. That's usually how I just judge it and we, we've seen that just like experts, everybody's wrong. I'm no expert but a lot of times you know we get a feel for these things and i just feel like right now if you told me i needed a a 25 point performance to win the game i would say give me Prescott this week i think with Matt Ryan he i think he i think both of them can clear 25 i just feel the eagles secondary is way worse than the rams we'll see you know who knows maybe yeah i mean maybe the cowboys like i said try to change it up and run the ball i'm talking way too long about these guys let's get to the next match we'll call it a push right now Running backs: Freeman, Chris Carson, Melvin Gordon, Carlos Hyde. If this is Week One and Melvin Gordon's playing, I'm gonna favor Christian's running backs just for the fact that it has Melvin Gordon. This is not Week One and Melvin Gordon has been playing terrible. I, you got to give him to Jose Freeman. Both of them came off 20-point performances last week. Right now, Jose's running backs are favored. By jeez almost by 15 or 16 points. So that's a big step. That's what Jose needs to do. And that's how you win those games is dominate on the area you are supposed to dominate in. You can't, Jose can't have Freeman or Carson come out with a nine-point performance because then that just, you know, Gordon comes out with 10 or 11 and outscores one of them. That puts it at a wash, kind of like the quarterbacks, I think, will be at a wash. Now, here's one of the most interesting matchups, one that I'm very excited for. I think this is the best matchup uh, throughout the week of wide receivers against each other. And I'm talking about Christian all last season. And now in the off season, and we were talking about when Tyreek, Hill, or even in when the season started, when Tyreek Hill comes back, when Stefan Diggs gets involved more, we saw Stephon Diggs get heavily involved last week. Don't expect that every week, but it looks like Stephon Diggs is back to getting, excuse me, Stephon Diggs is getting back to where he might go for 20 and then might go for 14, then might go for 30, something where he's still a threat week in, week out. DeAndre Hopkins and Tyreek Hill, we always, I always said, Brian with his, with Beckham and Thomas and uh, Landry, not so much as much this year, but I, I always said that he had probably the top receivers and Christian's right there with him. I would rather have DeAndre Hopkins, Tyreek Hill and Diggs than Brian's receivers, but he still has Michael Thomas and Odell Beckham, who is a little different now in Cleveland. You got to give Beckham a pass, give him a time to get that offense going or the team to get in gear. But if he was with the Giants, I would probably, I might, mm, gosh, it's so hard. I like uh, Hopkins and Hill's quarterbacks better. So that's probably why I would go with them still. Jose basically got the poor man's version of that. His first three picks were all Edelman, Lockett, and uh, who was it? Boyd. Now, Boyd has a tough matchup. So, he's, it looks like Jose at this point is not playing Boyd. He's got the Jags. Jalen Ramsey's gone, but they still have Boye, So, they, it's not like I said, it's not like the secondary's just falling apart now. Jose's going with the Monday Night Football play where Bolden, who he picked up, will be going against the Jets. So, that is a very interesting play. We'll see how that works out. Jose's 1 2 straight. He's 3 and 3. you got to give him. He's running the team the way he feels. I like the move, especially if, especially if uh, Rex Burkhead is out. But if you told me right now Hopkins, Hill, and Diggs against Edelman, Lockett, and Bolden, you got to go Hopkins and Hill and Diggs who came off a monster performance. Diggs doesn't need to do that again. He just has to go out there and just be what Stephon Diggs, you know? Uh, 80 yards, a touchdown. Hill and Hopkins, we're still waiting for Hopkins to blow up. Week one, he did. Since then, he's just been consistent. But consistent sometimes is good enough if he gets some play from matt ryan melvin gordon uh tyree kill look at what he did last week 195 points for christian and deandre hopkins didn't even break 20 so that's why christian's team like we said when they get in full gear, they can be dangerous on the defenses i'm gonna i'm gonna have to take christians with the jags and vander esch i like jj watt i like seattle but seattle i don't know what to expect you know, every time I, I expect Seattle to go out there and dominate or do really well, they don't do as well. Then when you sit there and go like, oh, man, they're playing the Ravens. Is Lamar Jackson going to be inconsistent, which he does at times, inconsistent, miss open men? If he does that, it's going to be a great day for Seattle, a lot of turnovers. Tight ends, I'm going to say wash. I think both of them can get a touchdown. I think both will get a touchdown. So in the end, it is a very close game. I'm not going to – I don't really have it back and forth. I mean it's going to come down to Jose – can his running backs dominate Christian's running backs enough to where he can make a bet? Ba-? Because if you look at it, Christian's receivers are A pluses. Okay, Jose's are maybe B pluses. Uh, maybe Lockett might be an A minus. Edelman an a minus, and Bolden, or even if you play Boyd, Boyd's like a B, and Bolden he could he could be in there. I don't know where you would put him, but I think it's going to come down to that. You know, can Jose's receivers stay near or in contention if edelman outscores hopkins and lockett equals hill i'm going to say uh, jose's winning this game because that that means hopkins either didn't have a big game or edelman had a monster game to match hopkins that's what it comes down to if edelman and lockett are within 10 points of hopkins and hill combined both of them i'm going to say jose's winning this game that's the key right there because it if if he does that, I can't see his both his running backs, both of them playing bad or not getting their job done, um, especially when they have home performances. And Freeman, heck, Freeman might even help uh, steal some thunder from Matt Ryan. If Matt Ryan has a big game, Freeman, you know, last week Matt Ryan had what a did he have a forty point game, a thirty point game, and Freeman came right out with twenty six himself, you know, because a lot of them were through receptions on a thirty eight point game, so. We'll see. We'll see what happens there. Very good game. Interesting to see. Like I said, two teams that each have two game winning streaks. Christian wins it. He's three and four. Even if he loses at two and five, he's still back in it from being zero and five, or uh, uh, he could have been zero and seven. So Christian's back in it either way. But if he wins this and gets a three and four, pulls Jose down to three and four. Who's still in it? He can. They can really muddy up the water with the the teams fighting for the wild cards right now and also keep them in division contention next game up on the list is the a team dun 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 dun. going against Roland with my homies the two team names that are really have theme songs unlike other teams these guys actually have theme songs you right now if you look at it my eyes are having a hard time seeing this 156 for austin 122 for nick hey that's basically what nick scored last week Austin outscored his his point projection. Nick underscored it, but he's right around that same border. He's got Stafford at home Sunday against. Excuse me. Stafford at home against uh, the Minnesota Vikings. My goodness, I'm sorry. It's so dark in here, and my eyes are. I can barely see with the light the way it is. I'm trying to see it better. There we go. That's better. Yeah, he's at home against Minnesota. We saw what uh, Carson Wentz did on the road in Minnesota. So I would think Stafford at home, the Vikings do not play. I know it's a dome, but they don't play as well on the road. Their defense doesn't. So we'll see what happens with that. Patrick Mahomes at Denver, he has not had monster success on the road at Denver. I think he's won there, um, but I don't I don't remember him ever having like hit the Patrick Mahomes games. And he's been struggling. He's had a few bad games. But what are you going to do? You can't bench Patrick Mahomes. That's like benching uh Christian McCaffrey because he had that bad game against the Bucks or two bad games. You cannot bench those guys. They're unbenchable. So I'm interested to see. I think Mahomes has the tougher matchup, but I like Mahomes as a player better and his offense is better. We'll find out Thursday night, you know, where this where this game stands. Uh, at least with that with quarterback wise, Stafford might not have to have a big game or if he does outscore Mahomes, that could be a huge advantage for Nick. But as of right now if I had to choose one, I would feel Mahomes it's too hard to fall away from him. Running backs, Fournette and and Burkhead. Now, the reason, this is the week to catch Austin. If if ever a week Nick's going to win, it's when you take away a guy who's averaging about 38 points a game, Christian McCaffrey, one of the best running backs in fantasy football. Meanwhile, Nick has Sonny Michelle on the Monday night game against the Jets. He's got Damian Williams who Damian Williams it's so disappointing this was his team this was his job and he was going to share it but he was still the main guy only two touches last week I can't see that happening again we'll find out in Denver like I said this Denver game each guy has a has each team has a, a player who will be impacted a big running back for Nick and a big quarterback a big position for Austin with his quarterback looking at running backs you want to, I'm gonna to have to say just because Fournette at Cincinnati, I'm gonna say Austin's running backs. Even with Burkhead, if if he plays, if he doesn't play, obviously Austin's gonna to have to switch him out, and that could really hurt him because there's not too much to to pop in there. But I would say right now, if Burkhead plays, I'm gonna to have to go lean towards Austin right there. So quarterbacks maybe push because at least Stafford's at home, but running backs, you're gonna to have to favor Austin on this one. Rod receivers, Cooper Cup at Atlanta. I know the Rams looked bad last week, but that was it. I think that was the only thing. I think the Niners' D put so much pressure and really took it to the Rams. The Falcons have no defense. I don't think Goff's going to go out there and turn it over. I think this is a get-right game for the Rams' offense. Cooper Cup will go back. He had four straight games over 100 yards. I think this will be the fifth game in the last six where he had over 100 yards. He will have a monster game. Adam Thielen, Detroit. Who's going to call... Who's going to draw... Um, what's this, see, man, sometimes... Darius Slay. I'm oh, sorry, Dino, Dan. I just shawned. I couldn't help it. I think Darius... Uh, I think Darius Slay. Yeah, it was with the Lions. Who's going to draw him? You want to wonder. Whoever does is going to have a worse game. It might be Diggs. Diggs might be the quicker receiver. They might want to... Especially after coming off that big game. They might stick Diggs on him, which would be great for Nick. Thielen could have a really big game that way. Calvin Ridley... Excellent news for him. The fact that the Rams have Jalen Ramsey, there's so many things that dominoes that fall into place when things like this happen. If he does play and if he does shadow and stay with Julio Jones, that is going to be so good for people like Ridley and Devonta Freeman from the other game with Jose. That'll be really big. So Ridley could be due against the Rams at home for a monster game. And Golden Tate... All oh, he is going to eat that Arizona secondary live. The receivers are sneaky good in this. We could have f- four of the top 10 receivers right now for the week. We'll go back and see how they all do. I mean, there is a chance that Ridley maybe doesn't get it. Maybe they Jalen Ramsey doesn't play and they get a lot to uh, Julio Jones or Mohamed Sanu. But as of right now, if you look at it, we can have four receivers on here that might all break the top 12 because of excellent matchups. Depending on um, with Thielen also, who who covers him if it is uh, Slay. Why do I keep saying his name, but I feel like it's not him from Detroit. I could have swore it was. Detroit has the top corner, and I thought it was him, so I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm not. Tight ends, Gerald Everett. We'll see what he does. Last week, you can't... I mean, the, the, the two weeks before that, he was playing great, heavily involved, excellent pickup for Austin. He didn't get a chance last week. The Niners just took it to him, and there was never any time to either get a rhythm going. So we'll see if... Especially against Atlanta, he might be evolved a lot more, but I got to love Andrews, even at Seattle. I like Andrews more. Nick, totally favored in the tight end category on this. Excuse me. Bell and then the flex. Bell Hilton, I know Hilton right there is going against Houston. Big rivalry game. Houston's secondary is solid. Solid, we saw what they did to Kansas City. We'll see if Hilton's heavily involved. I like Le'Veon Bell more on that game. Even if it's against New England, it's Monday night. You want to get him out there. So Nick's got a couple guys. He's got the running back on each side of that Monday night game, which should be interesting. Let's hope that this game is in contention. Nothing worse than going, oh, I got two guys, and I'm down by 92 points. It kind of takes the fun out of the fantasy on the primetime games. That's what makes Thursday so good is everyone's in it on Thursday. When uh, we get to Monday and there's no excitement, it kind of takes it away from it. So I'm hoping I can watch that game and see Sony Michelle and Le'Veon Bell fight to see if they can take Austin down. Austin right now four and two. Nick is two and four. This is a game uh, where, like we said, Nick just put up 200 two weeks ago. We'll see if he can get anywhere near that and try to contend with Austin, who honestly he could be up there at six and zero. He had his two losses were back to back 200 point games. Um, pretty tough. Pretty tough when you score like 180 and 170 and lose those games. So like I said, Austin could be six and zero. This will be a big win. If Nick can pull this down, this will be a monster win to get him into three and four, like we said, and try to get in there with Jose and Christian and muddy the water on the wild card race. Devin Bush is on a bye, which is disappointing because Bush has been so exciting. He's been an anchor, uh, been a huge part of Nick's two wins and kept him in contention. Darius Leonard looks like he's going to finally be back. Austin, who used early draft capital to get him. He will be back against Houston. We'll look to see if Leonard can get back to the linebacker he was last year where he was averaging like 25 points a game. I don't know who Nick will pick up. Either way, I like Leonard more as long as he plays the entire game. And the defense, got to go with the Bears, even though it's against the Saints. They're at home. Uh, The Saints didn't look incredibly great against Jacksonville. Alvin Kamara, we'll see how healthy he is. Drew Brees is not back yet, so I'm going to have to go with the Bears right there. It's hard to see until Austin loses or until maybe Mahomes has a bad thir- uh, Thursday night game or if Damian Williams has a really big Thursday night game and outscores Mahomes, which has happened. Um, well, that can maybe give us an idea of where this game's headed. But right now on paper, I'm going to have to choose Austin's team. That would be the team I'd like to roll with. Uh, no pun intended. Uh, but yeah, that would be the team I'd roll with this week. But don't count Nick out. Like I said, with Thielen, Ridley, Andrews, he, he's he got a better tight end. He's got a better flex, in my opinion, and two strong receivers. If Nick wins, I would not be shocked. This is not something like when Nick put up 200. When you looked at his team, I wasn't shocked. He had a lot of guys out there performed well. He's got a talented roster. It's just Austin's team has been playing way more consistent than Nick's team. That would be the only thing that kind of threw us for a loop. But I would not be shocked if Nick sneaks away with a victory in this one. Thursday night should be helpful and tell us a little bit more about it. And we will get to our last game for the evening. Um, wait, let me check the podcast time. Just in the fact that it is very late, yeah, thirty-six minutes. It's cool. We'll get it out of here, get it nice and clean and tight. And uh, we will cover the next podcast. We will hit up the Thursday night football game, talk about that, and maybe go back to some of the players who, such Nick as as the game we just talked about with Nick and Austin. Cover how everyone did. Was there any controversy calls? Did the refs jack this up again? Uh, what is the impact? Is it panic mode for? Uh, mahomes or anyone else We'll so we'll cover all that and the other three games anyways let's get back to our last matchup it is tenacious d's going against team trash eric against jacob eric really hurting losing several in a row jacob not hurting winning six in a row starting out great this year let's get to the quarterbacks aaron Rodgers at home against oakland or Deshaun Watson on the road at Indianapolis. This used to be one where you would say, okay, pencil them both in. And Watson's career is much shorter than Aaron Rodgers. But Watson, anytime he played in a dome, besides the Vikings, or anytime he plays a division rival that is not Jacksonville, he has put up very solid numbers, if not great. You usually used to think with Andrew Luck that these were the matchups where they were shootouts. Both quarterbacks throwing for over 300 to 400 yards. I don't know. I think Brissette could still do that, but the Colts now, as you saw it against against Kansas City, and they did against San Diego week one and almost won that and should have, if uh, Venitieri doesn't miss three extra points, was that they're a ground control game. You know, uh, Mac is is the big part of the offense. Carry the ball. Have a solid defense. Have a good offensive line. So we'll see if Deshaun Watson has to throw, or is it going to be a slow pace game? Aaron Rodgers and the Raiders. The Raiders are 3-2, and two and they I think they're for real. Um, playoffs? Possibly. Um, division? I, I want to say no, but with the way Denver's playing now, winning two in a row and playing good D, and the Raiders did beat them week one, so they got a game on them. And then the Chiefs uh, struggling and losing two in a row. Man, I still want to think Kansas City's going to win that division, but Chargers look like they're done. Denver looks like they're trying to fight back in it, and we'll find out this. If they win, they'll be 3-4. and four. Man, after being 0-4, to, to just come back and just turn the switch like that, that would be incredible. So I don't know. I don't know what to expect with the Raiders. Is this going to be a game where you know the Raiders play very like the Colts? They want to get the running game. They have good defense, uh, good players. They want to try to control the clock, uh, keep the opposing team off which means Derek Carr's not going to go out there and throw for a bunch. So will Aaron Rodgers have to throw for a bunch? If he's not trailing by a lot, he might not have to. So it could come down to both quarterbacks not being giant factors. They both might get anywhere from 15 to 20 points. I know it's easy to say, oh, yeah, right. Deshaun Watson's going to get so much because he has. But if the game doesn't call for it, he's not – if if they're up by 10 and they're, the run game's working or the Colts are taking the pass away, they're not going to stray away from that. So – Oh, man. But Rodgers at home against the Raiders. Both matchups look good. Both matchups look good. I'm going to say push right here. I think uh, right now the ESPN app has them at 22-25 to 25 in favor of Deshaun Watson. I think um, both of them have uh, solid games. I don't know if anyone will come out with a 40-point performance or better, but I think they will both have solid games. And to to start out the game, Jacob is favored by almost 30 points, 29 points, so Jacob's got the pressure. He's got the advantage in a lot of categories. But right now, at quarterback, I would put as a wash, and the score is pretty close. Running backs, Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook. Like I said, Barkley's back for me. If you told me you can have Saquon Barkley or Ezekiel Elliott or Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook, I'm taking Barkley and Elliott. People kind of forgot about Barkley and swept him under the rug with his injury. Elliott has been consistently well but not as dominant as he had been in the past. Dalvin cook is right now the number one, I believe the number one running back or Two, maybe behind. Yeah. He's number two behind Christian McCaffrey, 25 points a game. He did only have 13 points last week. You know, that was against, uh, I believe the Eagles, they passed all over him because the Eagles can't stop the pass, but they are good against the run. But Dalvin cook looking like a potential uh, league MVP this year. Alvin Kamara has not been blown the, the doors off the car, you know, uh, after his 36 point performance at seattle when you know they lost their their quarterback breeze and everyone started to panic he's had 11 16 and 13 hardly anything like a wide receiver or a running back one right now he's ranked 11th overall but that was with a couple strong performances to start the year averaging 17 points a game and he's hurt you know they were saying that it was kind of a high ankle sprain we'll see if he even plays if it's something like a high ankle sprain i expect him to play but he does have a tough matchup at chicago so we'll see what Eric does. He's got Howard. Howard's at Detroit. That's not a tough matchup. I think Howard, we saw that Jamal Williams uh, put up some good points against Green Bay. Howard has a potential. I think this will be one matchup where he could go out there, get 50 yards, get a touchdown. You know, Eric would be probably happy with from 15 points on. He's not looking for a 40-point game from Howard. I don't know if that's coming. Uh, Coleman at Washington. Oh, heck yeah. Give me some of that. I like Coleman more than Kamara this week because it's a better matchup. Coleman's healthier. And yeah, Washington is terrible against stopping the run. If you told me Cook and Howard, I'm going Cook. If Howard can come even within ten points of Cook when all it's all said and done, I think that's what Eric needs to do. He needs to find his players that can get him within, you know, if Coleman and, and Howard, let's say they combine for uh thirty five points. Well, then that would be great because Cook has a a good matchup at Detroit. But Detroit's defense is still pretty solid. Oh, Phillies at Dallas. Why did I say Detroit? See, I told you my eyes are having a hard time seeing on the phone right now. They're so blurry. Um, But yeah, I like that matchup more. I know Dallas' defense is really good, but I like Howard on a primetime game to at least get some goal line looks. Why Dalvin Cook has a solid matchup against Detroit. The Lions are pretty good, but you like we said, Jamal Williams did catch all of them. Aaron Jones did fumble, uh, but that was his fault. He actually got some holes. So Cook might be primed for a pretty big game at Detroit, a division rival. I like Cook more than Howard, definitely. I'm thinking he if he doubles up Howard, that can that can really hurt Eric. But if Coleman outscores Kamara and Howard can with, get within 10, that that is what Eric's looking for right now because I think quarterbacks are going to be pretty even. Wide receivers, Sutton is doing well. We'll see the Thursday night game. Like I said, we'll cover uh, anybody who has a Thursday night guy. We'll talk about their games tomorrow as well, just to recap. But Courtless Sutton has been playing excellent. Right now on the season, he is wide receiver 14. So that is a top-level wide receiver 2 with two games over 20 points, including one at 19 points. So Sutton is good. The Chiefs can't stop the run, can't really stop the pass. Look for Sutton to come out and have a big game. DJ Chark. Not a tough matchup. The Bengals are down th- their top three corners. We'll see if D.J. Chark gets it going or are they get to run all over him. But if Chark gets out there, if Sutton, if they both play like they do, his receivers are favored over Eric's as Eric has Robbie Anderson, who had that huge 92-yard touchdown. Excuse me. And Allen Robinson, who I really like this week. Allen Robinson, I know he gets a tough matchup coming out of the bye against the Saints, but they are home. We'll see if he draws uh, Lattimore, if Lattimore covers him. Lattimore's done pretty good at covering uh, receive the top team's receivers throughout the season. Allen Robinson, though, has had some really strong performances through the season. If, if Jacob's receivers, I think Jacob's weakest point on his team, because Devontae Adams is out, D.J. Chark is not weak by any any stretch of the imagination. He's the top five. He's 20 points per game, so he's a wide receiver one. So I'm not saying that he's weak, but he came off a tough performance. He's got the 14th and 5th ranked receiver. Allen Robinson is 22nd. I like him a lot. Now, Robbie Anderson, 52nd. He's misleading. He's got only 10 points per game, but that's only with one and a half games with Sam Darnold, or two games, but a tough defense week one against the Bills. If Eric can get some solid performance from his receivers, he needs that. He needs that. Um, Tight ends, you always want to say Hunter uh, or Austin Hooper. I like Austin Hooper against the Rams. Kittle had a really big game for the Niners last week. I don't see why the Falcons, uh, number two weapon behind Julio Jones, could not go out there and do the exact same thing against that Rams defense. Hunter Henry, a little tougher matchup at the Titans. So we'll see what goes on there. Um, I think Hooper is heavily favored. I would take uh, Hooper to probably get at least 10 points more. That's what he needs. He needs the categories he is better in, in my opinion, such as Hooper, Cohen. I think Cohen is due for a big game. Uh, And I'm thinking more than 15, maybe a 20-point game. If he gets 15, that's not bad. We'll see who Jacob runs in his flex. If he runs Singletary, who he trades for against the Dolphins, I like that matchup. Last week, what did Cohen have? 17 points. Yeah, Eric needs something like that. If 17 to 20 points, he can't go out there with a four-point performance in his flex. Littleton hopefully has a really big game. That's a high-powered offense, so you know they're going to get a lot of first downs, which means he's on the field more. Niners defense at Washington. That is one of the biggest keys in this matchup. It's going to come down to a lot of things. Jacob is heavily favored in a lot of these, but quarterbacks is a wash. Eric just needs his running back, especially Coleman Howard. Get a, a goal line touchdown, maybe two. Coleman, I think we'll have a really good game and outplay Kamara. And then the receivers, he's just got to see what happens on that Thursday night. Receiving core though, just because DJ Chark is so good, I'm gonna have to take Jacobs on there. Running backs, I'm gonna take Jacobs. Quarterback is a wash. Tight end, I'm going Eric. Flex until we know for sure who's playing there. Um, I would say Cohen because uh, Darren Waller will be gone. And defenses, I want to lean towards Eric, but the fact that Kendrick's had a 30-plus point game, and it's the Patriots' defense, MVP of the league, Monday night at the Jets. I think the Jets are going to play better with Darnold now that he's healthy. Um, It's prime time. Who knows? You know, Patriots could be due for a game where they just totally fall off the map. The Niners, though, we know at Washington, I think the Niners are just going to cream the Redskins and shut them down, and this could be a week that Jacob finally goes up against a defense that scores more than him. Now, if they drastically score more than him, that could be it. It could be Hooper, it could be Littleton, it could be Niners, and definitely Aaron Rodgers. If Eric can get those guys to outscore Jacob in those positions by 10 points or more, we might be looking at a game that's 150 to 140 or 170 to 160. We've seen both teams put up those points. But going into it right now, I gotta say Jacob looks like the favorite team. We'll see though. You know, is Alvin Kamara gonna play? Those are the kind of things you're looking for. What if Devontae Adams plays? Devontae Adams plays and he and he feels good and he gets out there, that can help uh every time Merrick gets a touchdown, he's gonna be begging for to not go to uh anyone but Devontae Adams while uh, Jacob can sometimes, kind of like with my game last week, we've all had that. I'm not going to go into it. We've all had that where you have a receiver from the other team's quarterback, and if you get the touchdown, that really helps you more than him, and that kind of hurts him. So looks like Jacob on paper, Jacob might win this. Um, the other game, Austin might win this. And the Seagulls and Jose, I can't tell. It looks like Jose or uh, Christian has a slight edge. That one is much closer. of all the three games we covered tonight, I think that one is the closest one of all of them, if not maybe one of the games of the week. Like I said, both teams have won two straight, and that's what's always exciting, looking for things like that. So that is our matchups for the night. We talked about the waiver wire, some of the people we grabbed. We will find out tomorrow morning who got Lashawn McCoy, who went after any other players. So enjoy your day. Uh, Have a good thursday night football game um i have brian for your sake i'm pulling for the broncos and also for my wife's sake because it would be great for uh the chiefs to drop another game and the raiders can try to get up there and win their division but it makes it far more exciting when everybody's down on a lower level some parody in the afc west so enjoy the game enjoy your guys's day and thank you for listening one more thing i might start doing a podcast i don't know I'm thinking of doing a podcast where I kind of give uh, rankings on players. If anyone would be interested in that, um, I know there's so many shows out there that do rankings. But the deal is I listen to a lot of those shows. So a lot of my information is just secondhand information. But if I could do it and you cared, I can do it where I would do maybe a a Thursday morning show to prep for the Thursday game and then maybe a, a, a Friday show based on that where you can get ready for all the action for Sunday. And if you wanted the information, I would just basically share the information uh, that with, that I take from every other show that I listen to and give it to you guys. And then you can just make a decision or you can just say, no, I'm not going to do it or I wouldn't listen to it. If you listen to it, let me know. I might do more than just our – this one's basically just for our league. The other one would be more of a ranking – I wouldn't tell anyone who to play. I wouldn't talk about who owns any player. Just basically covering all positions, top 25 at each one. Because some of the shows, sometimes they, especially on NFL Network, they talk about some of the most obvious stuff. Oh, the sneaky play of the week. You're going to want to play Christian McCaffrey. Put in Lamar Jackson. Well, no kidding, dude. That goes without saying. Where's the information that helps guys? You know, we don't all play in six-team leagues where you're trying to decide between Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes. We know that. Some of the information out there is garbage. So, just running that by if you hear this and you and you're interested let me know hit me up with a text and have a good day guys talk to you later